as the myth turns. Because mythology is the greatest soap opera of all time. With your cultural interns, Eris and Z. Interns because we're not professionals. And we're not getting paid. Hey guys, it's Eris, and today we have a kind of a cool, like, two-part kind of episode thing, or rather, we've got two parts in one episode. This is only 30 minutes, I promise. Um, I'm going to introduce the first part. So basically, uh, we are going to be telling stories uh, from our respective um, culture. Well, I guess it's not really culture, but like, so basically today we're going to be telling stories from our like two mythos camps. Uh, Z's got Greek and I, of course, got Norse mythology. And we are going to be talking about like insects. <laughs> I guess. Hooray! Z, Z sent me a message and was like, what about spiders? And I was like, well, I'm pretty sure there's not a lot of spiders in Norse mythology. So, like, there are spiders in Scandinavia. I mean, they're as far north as uh, in, in Norway. There are many spiders in Ar- Antarctica, which uh, that was fun when I looked that up. But yeah, like, yeah, there's spiders in Sweden and in Norway. There's a lot of spiders in Sweden. Um... For the most part, it, there's not a lot of, if any, spo- poisonous spiders that 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 I saw that I researched. But yeah, like they, you know, they live in people's basements and stuff like that. They get carried in um, on agricultural goods and whatnot. But there are not a lot of Old Norse st- stories about spiders. Like the closest we get is, I mean, Loki definitely turns into insects. And then after that, like, there are a few variations of uh, the goddess Ran teaching Loki how to make a net um, where it gets, I don't know, vaguely spider woven like, like make a cobweb. That's as close as really, there, there's there's just not a lot of spiders in Norse mythology for whatever reason there's really not a lot of insect stories honestly in norse mythology not like as big um archetypal kind of things um norse mythology is mostly about you know humans and humanoid like peoples you know gods dwarves etc elves doing humanoid people stuff to each other anyway like a lot of this mythology revolves around how people treat each other (laughs) and like lessons anyway but we do have a few we've got a couple anyway so we we compromise compromise today's word of the day with just like insects because there are several insect myths in norse and yeah z's got z's got problem i don't know what z's doing z's gotten got greek myths uh revolving on insects i've got norse myth revolving on the shape of insects that's right Today I'm talking about Loki. Whoo! Okay, we got there. Um, yes. So there are the the two big ones that honestly, off the top of my head, where like Loki turns into a bug and does shit. The first time I can think of is actually looped up into uh, the Freya gets her necklace, like that episode we did back in like oof, way back like nine months ago. <laughs> that was a while. Anyway, uh, yeah. So. I won't get drunk again to tell you that, to retell you that story. Just go back and listen to, I think it was episode 24, maybe 20 that we did last year. Anyway, so, so Freya does her whole thing, gets her necklace. She's wearing her necklace like the first night she comes home. She wears it. She's showing it off. She goes to bed with it. Loki 
is vaguely pissed, kind of less less pissed, more tattletelly. He takes the necklace, uh, or rather, he he wants to take the necklace, but like she's wearing it, and like while she's sleeping, and that makes it difficult for him to like get it up over her head. Uh, he does notice that there's a clasp, like there is a clasp, you know, like as necklaces are wont to do. But she's sleeping face up, essentially, or, you know, kind of, yeah. And so he can't get to it. So he, because he's a shapeshifter, he turns himself into a flea and crawls up onto Freya's cheek and bites her, which turn, which causes her to, like, you probably smack at him a little bit, but also, like, she turns. She turns away to try to get away from the thing that's biting her. Like, kind of as a map. Have you, have you guys ever pulled Brinks? Uh, like sleepovers where you like tickle somebody with a feather to get them to like move or whatever. It, it's a little bit like that, but with like more larceny involved. Anyway, so he gets her to move. He turns back into a, a humanoid, you know, person. Not going to say a man because sometimes Loki likes to walk around as a lady. Or sometimes he likes to walk around like androgynous, like, uh, you know, because gender means nothing to him. And I use the he, him pronouns because like that's like the agreed upon except. Since for Loki, I guess. Also, like, yeah. You know what? If they prefer they, I'll call them they. No problems. I'm 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 good with switching. It's just words. <laughs> like, I can change my language to suit your preferences. No problem. Anyway, so like Loki, uh they turn back into like a humanoid, so they have thumbs and stuff, uh, so they can undo the, the clasp on Freya's necklace and then they steal her necklace. Like <laughs> And that, and he, they use that to go and uh, tattle to Odin. <laughs> the whole like, look what Freya did, um, telling mom. And a part of, and like, like I had said in the story back when I was drunk and telling this story, part of the punishment for Freya was that there was a couple of things that happened. And also different stories have like different stuff, obviously. One version of the story says that Loki never actually went to Odin to show off the necklace. Loki immediately ran and it was Heimdall who went and chafed after them. Um, And then there was like this crazy seal battle as in they both turned into seals, which is the first time we ever see Heimdall shapeshift and he never shapeshifts again. So it's like, uh, was it really Heimdall? I mean, it was very clearly Heimdall because it was the god who can see everything, which is Heimdall. Anyway, weird epic seal battle. (laughs) I'm kind of imagining like a Michael Bay explosion thing happening. I would actually legit be interested in watching that kind of movie. You know, like a Michael Bay movie, but with seals. Anywho, that's one version of the story. The other version, uh, several other versions are, you know, Loki shows it to Odin and Odin's like, I'm angry because I (laughs) wanted you to behave better, I guess. Uh, yeah. Most of the stories, when Loki gives the necklace to Odin to to show off Freya's misdeeds, Odin takes it and takes the necklace. And in order for Freya to get it back from him, she has to do something. This is part of where the bloodlust thing comes in, but also one one of the ways that she earns it, (laughs) the goddess of bloodlust, like, title and notation is she has to convince these two kings to go to war with each other. And so she does so. And then that's that earns the necklace back from Odin. So so yes, there is... A, so this whole story started because of the whole necklace thing, but also because Loki 
turns into a flea in order to manipulate Freya to turn around so he so he can steal the necklace from her. The second story where Loki turns into a fly is very it's it's a similar reasoning to that. Just like in the flea, he it's a very specific purpose that he turns in, into this animal because it gives me the ability to do the thing I need to, to get done. When they turn into the fly, it is part actually a part of him shaving Sif's head. Basically, like after Loki shaves Sif, Sif's head, goes down to the dwarves to get Sif a wig. I had all <laughs> made all these. I had made all these jokes about Loki like not having a job and not sure like how did Loki pay for this. But the dwarves do make Loki this wig. They also make them a spear Gungur, which he ends up giving to Odin, and then also the ship that's that, that can fold and like a collapsible ship that will small enough, quote unquote, small enough to fit inside of a man's like purse wallet thing, pouch that he ends up giving to Frey. That ship is called Skidblather. Pronunciation is probably a little bit wrong. So he gets the wig, the spear, and the ship, all from these dwarves. And Loki is like, this is great, you know. But as he's walking, like, or I don't know, walking out of the dwarf town. <laughs> that's That seems weird. Uh, but yeah, as he's leaving, he is, uh, he passes by two other dwarves who are also working on stuff. Some pretty nice stuff. And Loki, because he can't. Some people think of Loki as his mastermind. And I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying I think Loki maybe has a touch ADHD. And he just can't control his impulses sometimes um i feel for that i also have issues containing my my impulse control sometimes i just get excited and words come out of my mouth anyway so he sees these dwarves he's got a cool haul of stuff but they're working on some cool stuff and he's just like yo look at these cool things i just got i got them from the bros over there and these dwarves are like yeah all right you know the, the neat, I guess. I'm busy working on an actual craftsmanship. And so Loki goes and he's just like, are you, are you serious? These are amazing. Look at this spear. Look at this boat. Look at this magical ass wig. Like, pff, you wish that you can be half as good as these dwarves who made these items. And these two dwarves, Broken Etri, are like, are you fucking, you want to throw down? <laughs> And so before an actual like fist fight, because Loki is not really like a brawler. That's not really how Loki operates. Um, before Loki can basically get his ass beat, uh, they make a wager together. And they they say, so they they decide that these two doors, Brock and Etri, are going to make items. They're going to make magical items. Loki is betting that like his like the stuff that he got the spear the the ship and the wig are going to be better than whatever Brock and Etri can make if Loki loses Brock and Etri get to keep Loki's head <laughs> with or without his body <laughs> um but if Loki wins and he gets to keep whatever items that they do end up making um so Loki's like I can double my haul fantastic so they start the wager they start the game Brock and Etri are making their stuff <laughs> and Loki is like oh no oh no they are really good at what they're doing 
oh shit, I'm going to die. They're going to take my head and I'm going to die. <laughs> so he turns into a fly and he starts biting at them to try to distract them while they're working. For the most part, these dwarves are very good at what they do and distractions don't seem to work. So one of the first things that they make is they make a boar with golden bristles, uh, golden bursty. They make a gold ring that duplicates uh, copies of itself every nine days. An awful lot like uh, my Fafnir dragon story. Um, But this ring is called Dropnir. It's a a different ring. It's just very similar. Maybe it's just like an enchantment that like dwarves know how to do. To like, you know, have something make copies of itself. Anyway, so they make these two items. And they're, (laughs) they're fantastic. And Loki's like... I bet them three items. I bet them they had to make three items to match my three items that I got. I'm I'm down to one item. And if it's better than this cool ass boat, then like, I'm gonna die. The biting as a fly wasn't exactly working out in, in Loki's favor. They're working on this last item. And Loki finally, frustrated, like, lands in the dwarf's eye. And the dwarf is like, oh my god, there's a fly in my eyeball. And just, like, (laughs) trying to get Loki out. Loki was like, I want to keep my head. (laughs) So it works. Finally, the dwarf finishes this this item that, that he's created. But it's incomplete. He gets the, he makes a hammer and the hammer head is correct. It's supposed to be one of these battle hammers with like a really long handle and then the big head. But he has to finish before the handle is long enough. So it's barely enough for a hand to grip. It's this very short handled, huge head hammer, uh, practically useless. Uh, the intent was for if this hammer was thrown, it was always returned to the thrower's hand, much like a boomerang. But it is supposed to be like a battle hammer. It's supposed to be this gigantic thing. This hammer is called Mjolnir. <laughs> if anybody is familiar with Norse mythology, you will recognize that name. So, so with all the items done, they decide that the gods themselves are going to judge to see which one, which of these are better. So uh, the dwarves and Loki all go up to Asgard. They take all the stuff. They lay it out in front of the gods so the gods judge. And Loki's like, yeah, I got this. That hammer looks super weird. Everything's going to be fine. The gods look at it and go, I don't know. These are pretty cool things. Like Brock, Etri, you win. Congratulations. You get to keep Loki's head. And Loki's like, coming in. I thought you guys were my friends. So... Loki is like, I'm going to skedaddle. He tries to run away, but Thor is like, you need to be a man of honor. You bet your head. Sorry, man. Sucks to be you. And basically stops Loki from leaving and, and, you know, holds him down. And here's a stab part of the story. So Loki literally (laughs) staring this like death blade in the face, convinces the dwarves that technically saying that the dwarves can have his head but not his neck. Like he put his head up for consideration, none of his neck. And so the doors are like, technically that's true. And he's like, and since there's no way to remove my head without damaging my neck, then you can't take my head. Um, The doors are like, well, I guess that's true. But since 
you're not arguing the fact that we do own your head, if not your neck, then we can do what we want with your head. And Loki's like, yeah. And probably thinking about how this all started with the fact that he shaved Sif's head. He's like, I can, I can handle having a bald head or like a weird mohawk or something. Like, you know, undercuts, very fashionable right now. So he's like, okay, you're right. Yeah, you. And so they go, cool, you talk too much. And they request for Thor to hold him down, which Thor does and is, you know, currently still doing, uh, I, I guess. I don't think Thor ever let Loki up. And they sew, the doors, they sew Loki's mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, so really gruesome. Um, so we got started talking about this with the whole, like, you know, turning into bugs and, like, biting people on their eyeballs. Uh, I guess the moral of the story is... Be real, real careful of what you bet and <laughs> what you wager. Yeah, because otherwise, you know, you may have a gigantic god of harvest and fertility sitting on your chest while some dwarves saw your lips shut. So, yikes. Yikes, we're just going to land with yikes. Yeah. Hey guys, it's Eris, interrupting my own self to bring to you our commercial messages, such as they are. Basically, we have a couple sponsors. So first, Pacman Photography, their photography business based in Quito, Oklahoma. They take really cool photo shoots. And, um, you know, this time of COVID is very uncertain. Uh, keep track of their website to see when they're reopening for business or if they can do something that is slightly, you know, social distancing safe, etc. I know it's kind of a really weird time, but yeah, like, let's, let's all, let's all work together to try to keep each other healthy and, you know, make sure everyone's, uh, you're doing fine and, and stuff like that. So yeah, check them out at packmealphotography.com, especially if you do need, you know, pictures made. Second is Party Now Apocalypse Later Industries. They're our host. They're our home studio, even though we're all working from home now. Uh, super cool. They have fantastic podcasts on their network, like The Hollow Deck is Broken and The Fourth Wall. Those are super great. You should absolutely listen to them. And we're also on The Hollow Deck is, is Broken, which is a Star Trek watch free watch podcast that is super cool and is currently, you know, doing some experimental stuff because of the whole COVID thing. Ugh. Like, all of these have, like, COVID conditions. Also, we would really like to thank Mac Boyle for producing this show and for giving us valuable advice and for sticking with us and keeping us from going crazy. A real important community service right there. Mac Boyle, world's greatest human. <laughs> also, I would really, really like to thank our listeners. Thank you so much for listening to our show, for keeping tuning in, for putting up with us. Uh, we, we love you and we appreciate you. And if you keep listening to these, then we will keep making them. So uh, thank you so much, guys. We really, we love all of you. Just keep sending in those comments and keep tuning in. Now, I'm going to turn it over to Z, who is not here for the fact of the day. So if you've ever wondered which came first, the citrus orange or the color orange, wonder no more because I'm about to tell you. Um, the citrus actually got its name first because the earliest recorded use of orange, the fruit in English, is from the 1300s and came to us from the old French orange, adapted from the Arabic narange, from the Persian narang, 
from the Sanskrit Naranga, which means orange tree. So actually, the color orange was named after the fruit, not the other way around. Back to the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the episode. So my insects of mythology story is going to be about Arachne, who is from Greek mythology, of course. So Arachne was this shepherd's daughter. There wasn't anything terribly remarkable about her. Like, she wasn't incredibly beautiful like we hear about a lot in Greek mythology. Uh, But she was pretty talented. She began weaving at a really young age. And she, as she got older, she boasted about her skills constantly. And people would be like... Uh, well, don't you have Athena to thank for that? Because Athena is the goddess of wisdom, warfare, and handicraft. So in her spare time, you know, she curls up with a, with a, with a good podcast. Probably, probably, you know, just, I don't know, something maybe like, like as the myth turns or something. I don't know. Maybe just something like that. Uh, and she, she knits in her spare time and shit. Maybe does some painting and stuff. She's basically Martha Stewart, but, um, with an attitude and minus the jail time. Uh... (laughs) That was really bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Martha Stewart. I'm sorry. Uh, You know, I love her and Snoop Dogg. They're so cool together. Anyways, okay, no. Let's let's a whole different topic. Anyways, so people would ask Arachne, they were like, don't you have Athena to thank for some of your talent? And Arachne would be like, no, I did this all on my own. I've been practicing for years. Which, you know what? I kind of, I kind of agree with because like, I don't have very many talents. I only know how to do a little bit of a lot of stuff because I don't have the patience to practice and shit. But if I did, I feel like I would be like, no, I put in all the work. I did all this shit. That's on me. But alas, I'm not Arachne. So I don't know how to weave, which that would be pretty cool. Okay. No, I'm getting off track again. All right. I need air. See this, this is why we're struggling so hard. Because we're not to get, well, I'm, this is why I'm struggling so hard. I don't know. Eris seems like she's got her shit together, but <sighs> I miss Mac and Eris. I know I say that every time I do this, but you guys don't understand. I had COVID. I had COVID for a whole month and, and, and doing this is winding me and I'm lonely. <laughs> okay. Nope. I gotta get my shit together. I'm just kidding. I'm not crying, but if I was drunk, I probably would be. Let's be honest. Anyways. Um, <clears throat> so where were we? Oh yeah. So Arachne was like. I did this all on my own. I practiced. This is all on me. Forget her. And Athena took offense for, for kind of some obvious reasons. You know, I'm, I'm seeing both sides of this. I'm seeing both sides of this, which is weird. Cause normally, normally I'm, I'm kind of short-sighted about things like that. But anyways, so she took offense. Athena took offense. She come down as an old lady and she was like, you can never compare to the, to any of the gods. So you better please forgiveness. Um, and then maybe Athena will have, will have some mercy on your soul. Because that's what old ladies sounded like way back then. And maybe now too. I've, I've, I've worked with old ladies. Uh, anyways. So Arachne was like, ha ha ha. If she really thinks that she had a hand and my ability to weave, then she can come down here and challenge me herself. Fuck that bitch. Um, and Athena like pulled off her mask and she was like, nah, it's me, Athena. Cause that's what she sounded like. Uh, <laughs> and then there were like these bells, like ding, ding, like from those, uh, wrestling matches and shit. And somebody was like, weave off. And, uh, and then they, they went to their separate corners and the announcer was like, in this corner, standing tall as Mount Olympus because she's a goddess for Pete's sake and brandishing her wit and badassery, Athena. And everybody was like, oh, yeah. And they like clapped and shit. 
And then and then the announcer was like, and in this corner, weighing in on the politics of the gods and doing it artfully, Arachne. And then because nobody wanted to get smited where they were at, they were they were like, so Arachne was like, oh shit, I ain't got nobody in my corner but me. And they began weaving, right? So Arachne, she started weaving like these this this huge tapestry, and there were like four different scenes on it. There were four different contests that mortals had gone up against the gods because they were like, we're equal to the gods. And the gods were like, oh, no, you're not. And it was it was pretty decent. There was some there was some some obvious, you know, uh, uh, craftiness. The the execution was good. The colors were 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 all right. She used a, a pretty decent range of them. Nothing, nothing too spectacular. But clearly there was there was some excellent handiwork. The, the mechanics of it were very nice. And then there was Arachne. Arachne was creative and shit. You know, she used all of the colors. She used. She paired them together. She she was like blue and orange. Yes, please. Purple and yellow. Uh huh. Basically invented complementary colors. Okay, I'm gonna be honest. I'm embellishing a little bit here, but just stick with me. So, anyways, she put them all together and she created this huge scene, this this timeline essentially of how all these gods had done fuckery and 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 gone up against humans and like and and a bit abusive and cruel and stuff and and especially Zeus she was really ragging on Zeus you know but hey who doesn't you know what I mean um so <laughs> like it, it was beautiful it was the, it was clearly the better one but before it could get to the judges Athena got pissed off because she she knew you know she knew Arachne had done better she knew it was more beautiful that despite the fact that Athena had the mechanics down Arachne clearly had the better execution so she she cheated and she just ripped that shit to shreds. And Arachne was so devastated. And she was terrified of Athena's anger. And she was she was a little ashamed of beating the goddess. Because, you know, it's kind of a lose-lose situation once you get into a challenge like that. You either, you either win and then they kill you. Or you lose and then they kill you. So she instead, Arachne hung herself. And Athena was like, oh, no, you don't. You are going to, I can't remember. I should have written it down, but I didn't write it down because I was like, you know what? I don't need to write it down. And so then I didn't write it down. And that's just kind of how that went. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm struggling. Um, so Athena was like, essentially, she was like, no, 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 you're not going to die. You're going to live on. But if you want to hang, then you're going to hang from a string. And I don't know, it was it was more artful than that. Essentially, she was like, you're going to be a spider. And she hit her on the head three times. I don't know why that was important. But I looked up like two or three different versions of this. And it said three times every time. So I guess that's important. Uh, but she like hit her on the head three times and then sprinkled this Hecate's Hecate. You know what? Eris and I went over this before. I thought it was Hecate. She says it's Hecate, but who knows? Um, definitely not me. Uh, anyway, so she sprinkled this herb on Arachne's dead body and she, like while she was talking and then Arachne's head like shrank and her ears and her nose fell off and her body got all like small but bulbous and she grew extra legs and shit and then she was a spider and and i think she was technically the sp first spider which is pretty cool to be like i was the first but not cool to be like i was a spider so you know that's i mean that's that's basically that that was that was how that had happened and i wasn't there so you know it's not 100 percent accurate but i would i would say that my account was pretty accurate uh particularly the weave off part um, I just, I know the Greeks and I know that, that way back then 
they would have definitely made a big affair about it. They'd have, they'd have put off the no, that was the Romans. I was about to say they were gonna they were gonna put off the gladiator fights, but that was Romans. But shit, you know, didn't the Greeks wrestle naked? Wasn't that a thing they did? You know what they they would have put that on hold for this. And you know, I don't know. I'm I should just I should have just stopped while I was ahead, and I didn't. Um, so now we're here, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed my story. Um, the uh, the end, the end. I think yeah, I'm gonna go with the end. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to... Like, 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 like. And subscribe to As The Myth Turns on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And email us at asthemythturns at gmail.com. Transcripts for this episode can be found at our WordPress site, asthemythturns.wordpress.com. Our theme song is called Fretless by Kevin McLeod. You can find this song and all his others at incompetech.com. 